whoop de doo More Trump jokes were given to us by zoners. Why does anyone think that that's like an interesting or entertaining thing? Like saying, build a wall. That's not funny. If you say fake news, I don't give it poop. Yeah. I, you immediately lose my respect. It's not yeah. funny anymore. It's not. It's not funny. And the reason it's not funny is like, okay, yeah, like he's shitty. I don't like making joy out of what he does. Right. But also it's just like everyone's making the same joke. It's, it's like easy. the Bodie McBoatface joke. No yes. one cares anymore. What have I always said, Jenny? Where's my most hated thing? Cliches. Mm -hmm. And Trump jokes are so everywhere that they have become hacky and cliche. They have. That's true. It's the same thing with Bodie McBoatface or anything McAnything Face. Yeah. Interesting. Tell me something that I've never heard before. You know what I mean? Like, it's all these dads walking around in their sandals and pulled up socks to their knees being like, fake news, right? Am I right? You guys, right? Like, get away. You're the least entertaining person I've ever talked to. Yeah. Stop talking to me at this barbecue. Freak out of here. Yeah. Until I turn Stop into you in 10 years. Stop cornering me in the lunchroom. <laughs> Stop it. Um, so I think, like, from now on, if anyone calls up and we, we hear it on the podcast today, someone calls up with a Trump joke and we just, like, are dead silent. And that's kind of how I want to treat them from now on. It's a dead silent and then a fake laugh. It kind of goes like this. <laughs> fuck you Yeah, that's what that is So yeah. you could take that as a polite fuck you Give up No, thank you The thing I will say though mm? Is that like late night shows You know, some of these late night shows It's all they do Yeah Every single night And I think sometimes like Oh, this monologue might be something about other than Trump And it's just like Donald Trump today I'm just like, oh Every single day? And I get it. What they're doing is they're not letting him off. No. And it's true. Every single day he does something that is worthy of mockery and he does something that is dumb and we hold his feet to the fire constantly. But the, the jokes stop. You enough. have to find a creative way, a way that no one has looked at it before, a mm -hmm. different perspective, and mm -hmm. then make a joke out of it because otherwise it's just, like you say, cliche. Heck. Heck. Um, yeah, I'm so excited for him not to be president no more. Mm -hmm. And then we can just forget all of this national nightmare uh, for our country, too. Um, uh, okay, other big news in Canada this week was, and we touch on it in this pod, is the uh, pipeline get approved. Yeah. Shocking. Wow. We bought the goddamn thing. Of course we're going to build it now. That was my favorite reaction when I came at, when you came into the room. was like, pipeline is being approved. And you're just like, oh, the pipeline that we bought? <laughs> that was my fave. Um, That's very true. On the radio, and you're in this pod... I kind of, like, take a very balanced approach at it. I'm mm -hmm. just like, well, this resource is in the ground. I suppose we ought to do it in an economical and sustainable way. And that's very, like, right down the middle, neutral. right? Neutral, yeah. Very neutral. That's very, like, I love the environment, but also a resource and also economy and also jobs, right? Yeah, we're just putting a shield up for ourselves and for the station. You know how it is. And I do like centrist policies mm -hmm. in a lot of cases. But can I say, for the pipeline, I... Actually, I'm so proud and stoked on all these groups. It's a lot of indigenous groups um, and a lot of just really hardcore environmentalist groups who are like really fighting it, who mm -hmm. are still going to try and take it to court and be like, we don't need this fucking thing. Mm -hmm. Stop it. You didn't ask us. You're going to blaster all our lands. It's not going to be safely. You know, like all that. Yeah. I'm so glad they're carrying on this fight. I, I don't know. Thank you to them. Holy. Yeah. Because yeah. it's so difficult in our position, I think, to fucking die on that hill yeah but good for you all yeah yeah keep fighting yeah keep that fighting. good fight and then i promise i'll ride my bike more mm -hmm. happy summer 
Happy summer. You have a jaunty uh, little kerchief on. Et jaunty alouette. Yeah. Ah, mon Dieu, que j'ai porté. Petit poisson. Allons-y. That's exactly right. So please enjoy that. And please enjoy French. And please enjoy this week's PJ party. Thank you. Victoria Police say a good Samaritan has turned in a large amount of cash. Though, if you want to claim it, there are distinguishing elements that need to be described. And Paul has been on the phone all morning trying to guess what it is. All the money smells like bubble gum. All the money smells like peppermint halo essential oils and is sticky. It was found in an early 1990s child-sized Garfield's duffel bag. Way off. Uh, it's all in fives, and every Sir Wilfred Laurier has been turned into Spock. Uh-uh. Keep trying. All right. Well, how about it's all in hundreds, but instead of that scientist inventing insulin, it's Celine Dion, and she's doing like a suck it from wrestling. Mm, not even close. I went to Pender Island with my family, oh, me and it was... That. Lovely. Yeah. I love Pender Island. Yeah, yeah. I'd only been there once before. I didn't really get to explore it, but this time we did some really good exploring. We were right on a magic lake there. It's a beautiful oh, like yeah. swimming hole. Um, lots of birds, like baby ducklings, a lot of baby deer everywhere, and oh. like just so much cute wildlife. So that was really nice. And um, I went disc golfing. Apparently they have like one of the nicest diff- disc golfing courses. Talk about frolf, right? Frolfing. Frolf. Do they call it disc golf though? Like frolf is it's too called, silly of a name. They want it to be taken more seriously. Isn't frolf like a yeah? That's like a slang term for it. It's frolf. It's frisbee golf, yeah. right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I like it. It's good. Yeah. And how good was the? Uh, so the course itself there, yeah. is almost like a little hike built within it. So it's very rugged. There's lots of rocks and lots of hills, and mm. you're in the forest, so it's nice and shaded. And um, yeah, it was just like a lovely way to spend an afternoon. It was like a hike, but kind of slowed down because you're you're throwing a frisbee around. Also frolfing, yeah. Also frolfing as well. But um, I think I'm into disc golf now. This is I your think thing? that's it. Yeah, I'm going to go on like a disc golf <laughs> tour around Vancouver Island. So if you have any spots you think I should go. Were you good go. at it? No. So this is the dangerous thing about froth, though. You're saying it's like a hike through this rugged terrain, frothing. Yeah. You know, a little flick of the wrist and your frisbee goes way off course and then you got to like hike and track all to get it, right? Yeah, like my uh, mom first first one that she threw it went off the cliff. Or I think it was my sister. <laughs> yeah, it went off the cliff and everyone's like, just leave it, just leave it. And my oh. boyfriend goes down and goes and climbs down the rocks to go and get it. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty fun. It was rough, but good. I don't want to draw the ire of uh, ultimate champions, mm-hmm. but I would say when it comes to frisbees... I, I think you're right. I think France is cooler, better, oh. m- superior to the ultimate. I think that ultimate's more challenging because it involves more energy, you know. Fair. But you're, France is about? great. You can have a beer in your hand and play a sport. Your, you bro- your boyfriend was climbing down a rock cliff face. Can't do that playing <laughs> ultimate. You babies. <laughs> Just kidding. You're good, too. Emmett, so we were talking about disc golf. And I called it frolf because that's more fun to say. And then you wrote, it's disc golf. Never call it frolfing. Why? Why is that a thing? Well, frolfing is not a thing. And (laughs) disc golf is a thing. And when you play disc golf, you actually play with discs that are nothing like frisbee. They don't fly like frisbees. They don't handle like frisbees. Now, you could play disc golf with a frisbee, and yeah, it's frothing. It's, it's not like amateur golf. hour. 
totally. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It was Paul Placido. Okay, I stand seriously corrected because you wouldn't believe the nasty things I just said about you in here, Emmett, before we called you. Oh my gosh. Because- <laughs> I need to call this guy back. I'm going to get him on the phone. I was like, okay, Paul. <laughs> no, seriously, I, I guess I've never done it uh, with an actual disc, so uh, I stand corrected. Or more, I'm sitting in a sexy pose corrected. <laughs> right, witness? That's, you're not standing, that's right. You're that's sitting right. like that. I wouldn't call it sexy. Come call on. it uncomfortable for everyone around you. Thanks for clearing that up for us, Emmett. Yeah, you're welcome. You're the best. Are you a disc golfer yourself? I am, yeah, for a few years now. Where do you like to get disc golf? Um, well, I did most of mine in Seattle. I moved up here three years ago, and I've only played once in Nanaimo. Oh, okay. Um, but Machosen has got a really good uh, golf course that has a disc golf course with it. And then there's another one that's kind of a private-owned one in uh, near Goldstream. Oh, cool. And then there's a few scattered around. Yeah. Like Pender Island, I think. Yeah, that was the one I went to. Pender is beautiful. I would definitely recommend going there. Yeah, I'd love to someday. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks for um, accepting this phone call. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Okay, have a good one. <laughs> Bye, Emmett. Bye. John just texted in and said that uh, disc golfers like to call uh, golf "balf," as in ball <laughs> golf. <laughs> That's funny, right? So disc golf is just golf, or froth and for then frisbee balf. golf. <laughs> yeah, I'm going golfing with my friends, <laughs> golfing with the boys. <laughs> cool. Huge news today. It is uh, the Pipeline Day. So it has been announced that uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announced actually today, this afternoon, maybe like an hour ago, that the federal cabinet has approved the expansion of the existing pipeline, which the government bought for $4.5 billion last year. What? The one they bought? (laughs) No one saw this coming. <laughs> I am surprised. Yeah, uh, and they're they're getting on it quick. They're saying they're mm. the next like big construction season. So this year is when they're getting shovels in the ground, as they say, to start right. building and expanding the pipeline. So it's happening. Yeah. Um, although you know what the uh, environment minister uh, John Heyman was, he said that the BC government will actually continue to fight the project. Do you want to hear this clip? It's actually pretty good of him talking there like that. We will not abandon our responsibility to protect our land and our water. We'll continue to stand up and defend our environment, our coast, and the tens of thousands of jobs that are dependent on them. And then they also said uh, that every dollar earned from the pipeline will go to the future sale of, uh, will will be invested into clean energy projects. That's fantastic. That is really good. Look at this pipeline fiasco and all that. Like, I know there's a lot of hard feelings about this pipeline. And mostly it is, too, because it's just like, all right, we're really going to get off these fossil fuels, everybody. We're really mm-hmm. going to like move on to renewables, and we really—it's really, really important. We're in a climate disaster here. It's so important to do this. And then it's like, okay, but we're just going to finish up with what's left in the ground first, right? And that always feels a little bit hard to swallow. Mm-hmm. So what I'll say is, like, I'm going to remain optimistic. If you want to fight against it, good. It looks like it's going to get plowed ahead, anyways. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, then we have some people to hold very accountable. Mm-hmm. If the government is the one who's going to be in charge of this thing, then yeah, we got to make sure that they build it to the very tippy top highest safety standards of all time. Mm-hmm. Okay, if it's true that it's it's safer to move this stuff by pipeline than by rail, then good. Let's do that. Let's get it over with, right? Let's ship it out. 
And then if there ever is a leak and all these things, that that's why pipelines get a bad rap, right? Because they leak sometimes. And let's make sure we have the most comprehensive safety and cleanup protocol there possibly is. And there's no one to dodge that. It's no more third parties. Mm-hmm. It's our own government. All right, you got to do a real good job of it then if you're plowing it through. Let's talk about tacos. It's Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Paul, you were very excited. You're like, I need 10 minutes today to talk about tacos. I have found the perfect solution to the best taco. Well, okay, first off, okay, I, we're all being robbed right now of tacos because oh. a Taco Bell, to celebrate the Raptors win last mm. week, is giving away free tacos across Canada. Right. So I legitimately did think about, probably boring in the zone, summer CRV, and driving up to Nanaimo to the closest Taco Bell to us and getting a free taco. Right. To me, that would have been worth it. They are giving it away between 2 and 6 p.m., so... Right in our show slot. Oh. Yeah. Right. So, okay, so if you're heading to Nanaimo right now or you know people up there, get them on the horn. Hey, free tacos. Taco Bell is giving away free tacos today. I think they're participating in that. I would hope so. I hope so. Nanaimo? In, it's like the only one on the island, though, right? They said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I they hope. said, like, it's for, for everyone across Canada, they said. Okay. So today, though, separately from this, we don't have Taco Bell in Victoria, unfortunately, but uh, we went down to the Taco Time. Mm-hmm. It's Taco Tuesday. Right. Buck fifty for a taco. Oh. Now I've cracked the code there. Here's how to get the most delicious lunch for the least at Taco Time. Ken? How do you do it? You get two soft tacos, two hard tacos, two beef, and two vegetarian with the be- with the uh, beans in it, okay? Mm. And then you take them all apart and you put one of the hard tacos, squish it into the soft taco, mm-hmm. okay? And you got yourself a little chalupa. You get two of those, right? So four tacos in total. What does that cost you? Six dollars? Wow. That is cheap, and it is crunchy, and it is like you get your beef, you get your beans in every bite. It's so good. You got the softness and the crunch? Yeah. That's smart, Paul. If, if you're feeling flush like I am. Oh, are you feeling flush? Oh, yeah. I always feel flush because I don't pay attention to my finances. So <laughs> I sprung from the sour cream. Wow. Yeah, why not? Can't take it with you. That's what I say. Might as well spend it on sour cream. Hmm. That's the code. That's the code cracked of Taco Times Taco Tuesday. Thank you. You're there welcome. You go. Thank you very much, Paul, for that. Today in the Afternoon Zone, BC Ferris has announced that they are bringing back their naturalists to give guided tours of the nature we all live in on the back of the ferries. And I actually got a part-time job as a naturalist on the BC Ferries, so here's a little sneak peek of what the presentations are like. If you look at the port side of the vessel, you'll see a rare Paul Plastino in his underoos, giving the passengers a little breach of their own. Over yonder starboard, you can see on Pender Island, a rare Jesse Roper has escaped from a chosen, rummaging through the wilderness, shirtless. And right now we're crossing over a man-made reef, actually made out of discarded pirate packs. You remember this absolutely ridiculous story from last week where Justin Bieber uh, called out Tom Cruise to fight him or otherwise he was a coward? Yeah. So Tom Cruise is 31 years older than Justin Bieber, so people figure that out. And now this is a new fun challenge that's going around that um, you take your birth year, right? Mm -hmm. You subtract 31 and you find out who celebrities that were born in the year 31 years older than you. And then you challenge them to a fight. And if they say no, they're a coward. So 
You were born in? 94. 94, which means that 31 years before that was 1963. Okay. So here's some choices of people you can ch- challenge <laughs> okay. to a fight. Michael Jordan. Oh, yeah. I'd win that for sure. Johnny Depp. Oh, no. He, they're all hot. Brad Pitt. No. Yeah. This is unfair. Why? Why are they all so fit? Yeah, but they're 31 years Who older than you. there? Um, uh, James Hetfield from Metallica. I think he'd got he'd get me as well. Helen Hunt. No. Nah, Do you know her? You know, I saw Mike Myers on that list. Mike Myers. Yeah, you can I find feel Mike like Myers. He's got the fan base, though. You know, everyone loves Mike Myers. True Canadian. John Stamos. Uh, no, I think he buff too. Okay, all right. Wow, there's not many options for me. I'm losing. Um, uh, here's who I'm gonna ever challenge to fight. 31 <laughs> years older than me. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Get your ass in here, brother. What are the chances? Or you're that a coward. Is- That's why I just tweet him. Dear Hulk, Hulk Hogan, Hogan, fight me or you're a coward. <laughs> if he said yes, it would be absolutely worth getting my ass kicked I, by I Hulk would. Hogan. That would be so cool. 100%. You should shoot for the stars, man. <laughs> Oh, I read a story today that just warmed my heart. Remember a few years ago when a group of scientists asked the public to um, name a boat? It was a, a robotic submersible vessel thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone voted for Bodie McBoatface. Of course. Everyone remembers this because that's what everyone does now on the internet. Every time anyone's asked to name anything, it's always Bodie the thingy McThing face. I know. I've learned my lesson. I'm never going to ask people to name something for me anymore. It was funny the first time with the boat. Yeah. Now, hack. Okay, that's not your joke anymore. It's done. Rule Enough. of three, everyone. Not 3,000. <laughs> Yes, okay, but come on. Okay, but the original so, was great. Love Bodie McBoatface. Yeah, that was great. So it's fantastic. Good. And they actually named this vessel Bodie McBoatface. It's a yellow submarine looking thing. Yep. And it has Bodie McBoatface Love on it. the side, yep. like an official title. These things usually have names like Explorer V64 or whatever, like the Adventurer extreme thing, you know. All very heady and then no one cares. Exactly. But what I love about this is it grabs people's attention because I'm like, oh, Bodie McBoatface. I know that vessel. Yeah. What's it up to? Apparently it's... um. It's uh, done some incredible discoveries on how climate change is causing rising sea levels. So scientists say that they've collected data from the Yellow Submarine's first expedition that will help them build a more accurate prediction in how to combat climate change and, and rising sea levels. And they found a link with increasing Antarctic winds to higher sea temperatures, which in turn is fueling increasing levels. So pretty cool that uh, we can kind of track Bodie McBoat's face discoveries. And what I love so much about this, too, Mm. is the fact that now that we know this name, we have a connection to it. All of that research that it's doing is actually kind of... um, wading through the clutter of the media. So now we're finding these really cool... um, Kind of, yeah, research and all the work that scientists are putting into this sort of thing. And as you say, it's doing really important good work. Yeah. Godspeed, Bodie McBoatface. Yay! Lexi is uh, here. Uh, she's going for a tour. What did you think of that song, Lexi? Did you like that song? Right in there. Great. Did you like it? You were dancing and bouncing all around to it. It was quite good, right? Yes. Good. Hey, how old are you, Lexi? Five. F- five years old? Yes. Wow. I'll be turning six soon. Okay, that makes more sense. You're, uh, you've got the distinguished uh, air <laughs> of a six-year-old, absolutely, not a five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> 
fun news today that the Vancouver Canucks come into Victoria to play a preseason game against the Flames. That's so cool. So uh, they did this a few years ago out of the Q Santa. <laughs> this time we'll be at the Save on Foods Memorial Center uh, Monday, September the 16th. Uh, tickets are going to go on sale for this on Wednesday, August the 7th through selectyourtickets.com. But, man, that'll be a fun thing to go and see. When is it again? September 16th. September 16th. Right on. Yeah. That'll be great. If you Canucks need any uh, game hosting done, oh, yeah. I know the building. I could do. They'll probably so. bring their own. Though. Now, don't put that out there. I hope you get to do it. You're a pro. You give away microwaves and easy bake ovens, toaster ovens, t-shirts. Do you ever use the t-shirt gun? Huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I'm not allowed to use it. Only only Marty is qualified. He went through the training program. It was like a he had to spend a whole long weekend learning how to use the the t-shirt gun and everything and t-shirt gun safety, obviously. And then he's got to do a background check. You can't handle a t-shirt gun without a background check. It's a lot of power, a lot of responsibility with that. That's pretty cool, though. So front page of the newspaper today was that a Victoria Butterfly Gardens manager was able to capture the 10-hour molting process by his burgundy Goliath bird-eating tarantula. And there has been so much interest in this tarantula shedding its armor like that that we think it's finally time to open up. Victoria Tarantula Gardens. Now, this is much different than the bug zoo, so don't be confused. Mm-hmm. This is just like a full room filled with some of the most dangerous spiders. Like, we're talking all the recluse spiders, maybe a black widow in there. A huntsman, the gigantic one that's able to eat a whole possum. A camel spider. A Hercules baboon spider. <laughs> a Brazilian wandering spider. Oh, we're going to obviously have the Colombian giant black tarantula. One week later. Wow, that went out of business pretty fast there, hey, Paul? Not a single person came. No one. What is the summer solstice? Is it, I think it's tomorrow, tomorrow. night. Yeah. Oh, I'm so ready. Get your crystals out. Yeah, charge your crystals. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm just looking forward to all the summertime activities. That really makes Victoria the best place to enjoy the summertime, maybe on planet Earth. Yeah, and just... Vancouver Island in general. I feel like we're very spoiled. I mean, we have that amazing floating river up in uh, Cowichan. Cowichan River. Yeah, everyone goes for floats that those years. You know, I went one time and I um, I got stuck. Where? I don't know. It was my first time up there, and it was with people who knew the area. But some things had changed. I guess one of the off places where you get off and you go up to the road. Yeah, it was now like private property. So they put fences up. What? And they had cameras, and then someone came up and yelled at us. Cameras? And so we had to walk down the rest of the river. We were stranded. Had to find a random cab. What? Yeah, with no shoes. Did you have clothes on? No, I just had my bathing suit and my yeah, tube. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so we were just walking down downtown Duncan trying to find a way to get back to our car. Sit wet still, I imagine. Yeah. So, you had to, like, so the cab picked you up and actually took you in your sopping wet bathing suit? Yeah, we had to find a gas station to call. <laughs> A cab. Yeah, it was it was wild. Did you have a towel to sit on? At no, least? nothing. Oh my god. Yeah, that was a real nightmare. But I love floating on rivers. It's one of my favorite things to do in the summer. Well, the uh, Lake Couch and Tube Shack, who we love so much up there, they really are doing a good thing by uh, you know turning this natural attraction into a really cool uh, ecotourism thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are trying to break a record this summer. Oh, they want to have a two hundred and fifteen. 0.10 meter long chain of tubes 
all along the couch. Whoa. <laughs> just like the entire river. Pretty much. It works tubes. out to be 194 tubes. Wow. So everyone is going to be attached in some way, like roped together and going I down don't know. the river? Is it roped together or is it like you just have to link arms or just to be touching each other or like... Can I slip my foot underneath your armpit yeah, or something? Yeah, that, that could work, I think. So, oh. um... <laughs> now, it looks like this is something that they've been planning for a while. So, they've thought right. of all, like, the safety precautions. They're actually going to sure. have people on paddle boards that will kind of manage and, like, work on safety while going down the river just in case something happens. We would not want that. Yep. Um, but if you want to be involved in this, and I think I might. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine? That. I'm like, I'll never get in the Guinness Book of World Records for what? push-ups or jumping jacks or anything like this, but this is is my opportunity. You know what we should try and do is broadcast the show from the river. Oh, my God. We should. Okay, so so circle this into your Blackberries right now. It's July 21st starting at 9 a.m. Let's try and do that. Is that even a... July 21st. The day we would work? No, it's a Sunday. It's a Sunday. Whatever. It's okay. We'll do a show. Let's do a show there. I'm into it. Oh, bless whoever made this happen. Mm-hmm. There is a map online that shows you where you can take your dogs. So different businesses around Victoria that are dog friendly, or you can have them on a leash or off leash areas and things like that. Yep. So a lot of like liquor stores and uh, pet stores and uh, different businesses like Pharmasave. I didn't realize you could bring dogs in you there can, as eh? well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm thinking that there must be some like patios in this uh, map too. Yeah. I would hope. Because I haven't been able to find one. Really? Okay. Do you know of any? Yeah. I went for lunch last week, and I was sitting out there, and there was a dog on the patio. Oh, nice. And I was stoked. Yeah, I don't want to, like, say which patio it was, because, like, I don't know. I don't know if this is, like, a little kind of going on under the radar or whatever, you know, and if the dog is really supposed to be there. But personally, I was stoked to see a dog just sitting under a table on a patio as I enjoyed a beer, right? That, mm-hmm. But I know a lot of people are not stoked about that, whether they're like skeeved out by, you know, dog germs or just scared of them. And the, the reason they started this map was to try and keep four-legged friends of dogs. <laughs> Why right. would I specify I that? Like, hate- four-legged friends, like a cat. <laughs> um, there are so many things with four legs. Uh, uh, just out of hot cars, right? Because people tend to leave their dogs in the car mm-hmm. uh, when they can't bring them into different um, businesses around sure, town. Right. So the idea is you can map out where you can actually bring your dog and, and kind of map out your errands that way. Or just leave your dog at home. This is Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is very beautiful, this map, and I'm glad that it exists and all that. But hey, I, my message is to businesses. Just be cool with letting a dog come in during the summertime. Yeah. If you're a pharmacy, if you're, you know what I mean? Like, the dog's not going to cause too much trouble for the most part. Hey, keep it on a leash, keep it under control. But especially in the summertime, don't make it so that you have to leave the dog in the car full stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with That's that. That's so wrong. As long as there's not, like, food and stuff around. If it's just, like, a, you know, dollar store or whatever it is. Yeah. That's what about the mall? Oh, I would go to the mall all the time. It's got air conditioning. Yeah. It's got dogs. Yeah. Yeah, I would love that. I'm down. I'm supposed to be excited and happy for this scorpion that's having a baby at the at the bug zoo. Happy birthday, little baby scorpions. There's 20 of them. There's 20 baby scorpions. At the Bucks Zoo right now. So what happened? I want to be like, congratulations, Mama Scorpion, but I can't stop wanting to vomit. 
So the per- someone accidentally brought the scorpion back <laughs> yes. from somewhere in her luggage? Yeah, so someone went to Cuba and they found the scorpion in their kitchen because it somehow traveled from Cuba in her luggage. Nightmare. And she had to capture it. She She had the bravery to capture it while it was living. Like put a Tupperware on top of it? I don't know how she did it. I'm so happy she did it. Because that would have been really sad if she like... Squanched it. Squanched it, yeah. Yeah. So she captured it. It was sent to the Victoria Bug Zoo and it's been having a lovely time there. It's a great home for it. So it came, it immigrated into Canada all full of baby scorpions? No, but um, it's been living at the Victoria Bug oh. Zoo. I guess it had, yeah, it had. It was pregnant at the time. It must have been. Or no, did it yeah. like meet a boy scorpion and get it on Oh, maybe. I'm not oh, sure. But it did have 20 offspring. But you know what they do? What? The baby offspring, they all just like cluster on the mama scorpion's back. That's the picture and you're that looking image at, image right? is like drilled into my brain now, and I can't get rid of goosebumps and itchies. Okay, first off, where do the scorpions come out of? I, a hole. But where's the hole on the scorpion? Is it on the underside of them? Like I where? Don't I, know. But then they crawl up onto the Did back, and they hunt, and twenty of them, and they crawl up on the back. Yeah. I dare you and everyone please text in and support me in this and convince Jenny to do it as well I want you to take that picture from the newspaper I want you to blow it up full screen and keep it on your computer for the rest of the show today I'll be talking like this for the rest of the show then I don't think people want that (laughs) (laughs) wait what When the offspring get a little bigger, zoo officials say they will be removed from Gail's cage in case she mistakes them for prey and then eats them. Oh, boy. Oh, my, what a scene. Get to the Victoria Bug Zoo, everyone. See those baby scorpions. See those baby scorpions. Okay. Did you see the movie Hook? Did you grow up with the yeah. boo box and that being the worst nightmare of all time? Boo Do you box. remember that? Oh, my gosh. Remind me. It was like a scene in the movie Hook, and mm-hmm. if the pirates are bad... Then Captain Hook puts them in a chest and he pops scorpions oh, into them. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, that. Remember that? Mm. You're not even freaked out by that? That's not what's... No, it's this image that's really getting right, okay. me. Wouldn't that scorpion be an illegal immigrant? <laughs> if they landed in, in Canada, Trump would send it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Uh, yeah, be a little scorpion wall built. But then, <laughs> that's funny. But then the babies would be natural Canadian citizens because they that's were born right. here. Yeah. And I will not stand for separating families, <laughs> even if they are pinchy and pokey, like yeah. scorpions. Isn't that crazy about scorpions? They're both pinchy and pokey. Yeah, yeah, and they have venom. Yeah. yeah, that's that's all three. There we go. Okay, nice, nice one. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you later. Me too, bye. Some really bad news for all you summer lovers out there. There's multiple reports saying we have to just expect smoke going forward during the summer like we have in the last couple of years because of the wildfires. So we've decided to kind of revamp some old classics to reflect this new normal. Smoke. Smoke. Won't you come? Let me go out. Like I blister in that smoke. smoke. Big hands, I know you're the one. 
in April, they were saying that they're going to test out some beverages on BC ferries, like beer and, and local spirits and wines and things like that. Right. Um, that was supposed to be a thing that's going to happen this summer. Yeah. Um, but now there's news that they're delaying it. Right. Yeah. So the BCIS liquor branches withholding the application from BC ferries because they believe that there's broader public interest involved. That's I don't right. know exactly what that entails, but um, they're delaying it. So it's not going to happen this summer. We cannot expect a, a few brews on the ferry. This is such a funny thing because it's interesting, too, when we like post news about this on Facebook and other places do that, too. Mm-hmm. I see it playing out in the comments. There is still this weird there's two ways of looking at booze mm-hmm. and it's just like, uh, and, and it feels like we're, we're watching this play out on this grand scale right now between the ferries and the, you know, the people in the government who are in charge of this application, because it's like, on one hand you get people who are like, who cares? Just, it's a beer. Who cares? Yeah. Stop. I can have a, I can have a beer sitting in the Ikea with my meatballs yeah. in the middle of the afternoon. Who cares? And the, the other people being like, oh, 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 hang on. Oh, but it's, but drunk, you can get drunk and then drunk driving. Yeah. and the, Right. But and I almost think like, come on, it's the same. It is it's, the exact it, same, yeah. It's like the, the law is you can't drink and drive. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. The law is you can't you can have one beer while you're on the ferry and then get in and then be a passenger. Mm-hmm. You can do that now at a bar. You can do it at IKEA. You can do it everywhere. But people don't. Why do we have to yeah. fight? Why are we Why are we so far apart on this still? That is an interesting point. Yeah. Because um, well, when I think about it, I usually walk on the ferry because it's the cheap thing to do. Right? Yeah, yeah, you gotta cool. be careful with your money and yeah. your spending if you're going over to Vancouver all the time. Yeah, and frugality there's nothing is better cool. than sitting on the most beautiful view. Right in the middle of the ocean and mm-hmm. sipping on a, a nice brew, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think it's a, an okay idea. And we see it with the coho. We see it with the clipper as well, too. Why, Why? is that? Why I don't know. So The high seas make it so dangerous. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So we're going to see some more stories, I'm sure, about it rolling out and probably some back and forth, probably for the years to come. <laughs> <laughs> Skullhorns. Why don't you uh, explain this clickbait that you Shout fell for, out Jenny? To my skullhorns. <laughs> um, okay, so there was some research done in Australia that uh, says many young adults are developing bone spurs, similar to like little horns, because of their posture while using smartphones and tablets. Uh-huh. They thought it was something that was seen in older people who have like you know been sleeping wrong their whole lives and things like that but they're starting to see that it's actually more common in young people and they're they're saying that it has to do with the trends today which is technology and yeah i mean i have terrible posture and i felt the back of my head and i do have this little protrusion i think i have a horn you felt the back of your head or yeah. you felt the back of my head and, and then Brian's i felt, head, I felt and everyone's. you made us feel your head you're like feel my horn feel my horn <laughs> and we're like okay hey herc Chelsea, oh, do you- hey herc Chelsea. feel my horn the lotus creature <laughs> that's what you were doing and then we're all feeling each other's heads up all weird and then get, <laughs> then go intimate. on you read the rest what? of the article no and- no no i actually that was actually not right i it was i thought it said that uh this was all false but it wasn't oh it was to do with uh, the, it was more common for adults, like older people to get it. But no, it's oh. actually more common for young people. It Between is. Between the age of 18 and 30. Because of our looking at phones. That's what they're thinking, yeah. Wow. They think that that's, that's a big part of it. What about you, Chelsea from Creative? No? You don't have a horn? Well, come and get felt up by Jenny. Come, come on. Here, She's been feeling the rest of the back of our heads. Come coming, here, girl. Coming for your. Is that okay? You okay with that? Yes? <laughs> yeah. Say yes. 
Yes. Your examination. Oh, you have no bump. You don't have a horn. Everyone, I like to think that everyone's driving home right now, just (laughs) feeling up the the back of their heads, looking for horns. Right there. Feel that? That's not a horn. That's a horn. It's protruding. Anyway, yeah. Shout (sighs) out to my horn. This is the horniest show on the radio. (laughs) So, uh, if you have any traffic updates, let us know. That's all brought to you by the BC Ferries. What this horn update? No, the traffic. (laughs) Oh, the traffic. (laughs) <laughs> Jenny is being convinced to go to her boyfriend's 10-year anniversary for high school. Yeah, so I'm thinking, like, do I go to that? Is it going to be okay for me to be there, you know? Well, I wouldn't have been. Well, because it's it's all them reuniting and, pretend, you know, being friends again. And then there's me, and they're like, oh, did you go to this school too? And I'd be like, no, I'm just here for the drinks and the food. Oh, is it open bar? I don't think so, oh, no. Yeah, skip it. No, but like, your boyfriend wants you to go, right? Like, he clearly wants to go and show off his girlfriend. I don't so know So, for, that. you know, if you want to be supportive of him, you know, it's like, just go for him, I guess. But otherwise, yeah. I haven't been to a single high school reunion. I don't know if they happen. It sounds like I'm not being invited to them. <laughs> but like, honestly. That's true. Of my own, yeah. But like, we don't need them anymore. Oh, high yeah. school reunions are from a day where like, you didn't know. You right. left town, you left your school, you never knew what these people you spent all this time was, what they were up to, who they were married unless, to, what they're looking like, what they're yeah. doing, who still you still have a crush on. Unless you looked them up in the phone book, right? And wanted yeah. to get to Who's talking again. No one did that. And now we have Facebook and things like that. So it is a little it's a little weird, right? Everyone knows each other. I'm intimately aware of what everyone that I went to high school with is doing and I hate it. Yeah. So why don't I go and <laughs> look them right in the face to see that? I already know on Facebook. It's not, they're not worthwhile anymore. Yeah, maybe I'll just go and just kind of like be a fly on the wall and just see all the interactions, you know? You should get really you hopped know? up and just like yeah, make a total maybe. goon of yourself. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder if I should go or not. You got a hot take over here? Okay, so I went to my husband's high school reunion and it is so freaking awkward. It was yeah. awkward. All of these people are like, oh, yeah, we haven't seen you in 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, we're definitely going to get together. This is so much fun. And then you never freaking see them again for another five years. Right. And because you don't know anybody, you're, I, like, leech onto my husband, and he's antisocial. <laughs> oh, no. It's so awkward. I just get super drunk and sit in the corner and laugh at all these people. Okay, yeah, like if I were to go, that would be my plan or it would be like, okay, I'll come for the beginning and I'll I'll be sober and I'll drive you there and then I'll come for the end just for the last 15 minutes mm. just to catch yeah. up and then I'll drive you home. Yeah, like uh, my husband, God bless him, he married up. So I know he wanted to show me off. Yeah. But at the same time, it was just just awful. Like, I really, I wanted to, like, show my face and then get out of there. Yeah. Okay. So maybe that's what I do. Show my face and then get out of there. Look how pretty I am. And isn't he lucky? And also, bye-bye now. Okay. Bye-bye. I really hope that in every anniversary card, he writes that, like, boy, did I ever marry up. Happy anniversary. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, We've been married for 10 years, so we legit joke about it now. It was, like, unspoken for the first nine. <laughs> oh, wow. That is funny. Yeah. He oh, knows. Man. He knows. Oh, I love <laughs> that. Really good heads up. Good advice. Yeah. Thank you. I needed that. No problem. Real advice yeah. there. <laughs> Have fun. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Thanks for joining the PJ Party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 913. Or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast. And tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. Hey, do you like hockey? Art, I'm talking to you. Do you like hockey? I kind of like hockey. Yeah, I kind of like it too. I also really, really like the Vancouver Canucks, even though they're going through a bit of a rough patch right now. Yeah, they suck. Piss on old-time hockey. You're ruining it. I don't know if that's a nice thing to say, Art. We're trying to get people to listen to our podcast about the Canucks. Well, the thing about our podcast is it's awesome because the Canucks suck. It's fucking embarrassing! Well, it's just awesome regardless. So why don't you give it a listen? Mm Mm-hmm. Where can we find it? iTunes, Podbean, Between the Stammers, your unofficial Canucks cast. Boom. Listen. Listen.